0: So, Bryn Jonathan Butler, I am incredibly excited to have you on the show today. We have so much to unpack, but I just want to start with the scene that happened on September 20th, because this scene was just shocking to this entire world that you know so well. And so if you were to turn on your computer and were to witness what was happening live in real time,
1: what would you have seen? You would see Hans Niemann, a 19-year-old American chess grandmaster, move his opening move, and you would see the greatest player that's ever played chess, somebody who is the highest rating in history, a five-time world champion, respond with one move, and then promptly walk away and shut off his monitor. The game started, um, and Magnus has logged off. What has happened? Magnus has resigned. Magnus has resigned the game wow. against... Hans Niemann. Yes. Wow. Uh, Magnus Carlsen, the Mozart of chess, the highest rated player in history, walks off. <laughs> and the chess world just being an absolute shock and incredulity in response. Magnus Carlsen just resigned, got up and left, switched off his camera, and that's all we know right now. What? There's no way Carlson resigned. Magnus resign? No. Magnus lost?
0: Magnus resigns? Did he resign? Magnus resigns. Magnus
2: lost. Guys, I can't believe it.
1: This was clearly a protest. Magnus Carlson is alleging that Hans Niemann is cheating. But the question is, do we have any evidence to back that up beyond Magnus Carlson's assertion? I think what we could be seeing here. Maybe we're looking at a bit of a Lance Armstrong and cycling-type scenario within chess. A chess that is much, much bigger than Hans Niemann and the allegations of cheating. Maybe this is a lot more prevalent than anybody thought.
0: The game of chess is on fire right now, and I mean that actually in two different but related ways. I mean at first in the sense that there has been a massive boom in just normies playing online chess, especially at the website chess.com, ever since the pandemic, an overall surge in interest that hasn't been seen since Bobby Fischer, like 50 years ago. But I also mean this in the sense that the game's greatest grandmaster, Magnus Carlsen, is currently sounding every available alarm about a massive ongoing cheating scandal, burning bridges, and sparking serious investigations, including one Chess.com investigation publicized by The Wall Street Journal yesterday that just poured even more gasoline on these flames. So today, we ask Bryn Jonathan Butler, the man who literally wrote the book on Magnus Carlsen, to explain these characters and their controversy, and whether chess itself has already lost. I'm Pablo Torre. It's Wednesday, October 5th. This is ESPN Daily. Bryn Jonathan, I am not sure if you expected your book titled Grandmaster, Magnus Carlsen and the Match That Made Chess Great Again, to be as newsworthy as it feels right now to me, but I do really want to know more about this 31-year-old Norwegian dude at the center of all of these headlines. Like, How would you describe what distinguishes the rise of Magnus Carlsen as a competitive chess phenomenon?
1: It's just, just his degree of promise initially. I mean, hailed as the Mozart of chess so early. At 13 years old, he was able to beat Anatoly Karpov in a game of blitz. Karpov took over the world title after Bobby Fischer vanished and became chess's answer to J.D. Salinger. And he also drew with Gary Kasparov, the highest rated player at that time, at 13. And so right from the beginning, his almost occult level with mental gymnastics that he could display just captured a lot of attention. Then he started winning tournaments. Before long, he became a celebrity, one of the first Norwegians to excel in a sport that did not involve snow. So with Magnus, the question was, can he come anywhere near to realizing the potential that he's demonstrated? And the answer was he surpassed it. He's had the highest rating in the history of chess. He had a 53-match unbeaten streak. He's a five-time world champion. Many people argue that he's the greatest champion that chess has ever had. And this is a game that has had in the billions people playing it in its 1,500-year history. It is a game that, if it was a religion, would be, I think, the third largest in the world because of just how much participation there is. So I think that's where the buzz really comes with him is He is Achilles on a chessboard without the heel issue.
0: And we should point out too that the buzz you're describing has transcended chess, right? I mean, Magnus Carlsen is the only grandmaster I am aware of who has also been a fashion model. He has also famously been one of the top-rated players in the world at fantasy soccer. And any football fantasy? Huh? <laughs> any football fantasy? It's it's been terrible.
3: Yeah. So while my chess has gone great, uh, the uh, my 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 fantasy team has has done oh, you terrible. Lost the one. Yeah, yeah, no, very very bad. He has even
0: become such a thing that he has made it to the very pinnacle, I would say, of American culture.
2: Homer, before you give up, I Skype someone who knows a little bit about chess.
0: No, I don't think any chess master or even international master could understand how I feel.
3: I'm world chess champion Magnus Carlsen. <gasps> I
1: understand, Norwegian! He's at such a rare position. He is completely sui generis in what he represents in terms of his talent. Bobby Fischer was not just the most talented player ever to play chess. He worked harder than anybody had ever worked to become what he did. And Magnus surpassed that. But that's a lot of threat in terms of who your identity is, being the best at this that's ever done it. Something that probably has had more people participating in it than almost anything else that human beings have ever done. Chess transcends culture, religion, history. It just permeates and infects everything in the world in terms of people get hooked at this thing. And Magnus is just somebody who transcends that in terms of such an extraordinary aptitude and devotion. And I think more than that, what he's done on the chessboard is he's, since Bobby Fischer, he he is the only chess player that has emerged as a one-name global celebrity.
0: So if that is Magnus, the apex predator of the chessboard, who is Hans Niemann, the other character, the suspect in this scandal?
1: Hans Niemann is a recent grandmaster. He's 19 years old. He's just entered the top 50 of chess in a very unusual manner in terms of his trajectory. And some have argued it's suspicious, his trajectory. Other people are examining his games where he's able to play more like a computer in terms of what the chess world deems accuracy Mm. than anybody in the history (laughs) of recorded chess. Hans Niemann is of mixed Hawaiian and Danish ancestry. He's originally from San Francisco before moving ultimately to the Netherlands, and he's traveled around the United States a fair bit. He has a kind of interesting transatlantic accent that some people have
3: scrutinized. First of all, my accent, you know, like, I'm sorry. This is just the first, this is like, this is just the most funny thing. Because if you want me to speak like an American right now, I I can't even tell. But for the last two years, I have lived in a suitcase, traveling around Europe, playing chess nonstop. I spend so much time working on chess that I simply don't go outside and socialize with people who speak fluent English
1: but he is a very interesting character who kind of looks physically a bit like a hybrid of Malcolm Gladwell and Ted Kaczynski. (laughs) He is extraordinarily bright. He is brash. And I have been analyzing a lot of his interviews very closely. He's a fascinating character.
0: And so the current feud between these two characters, between Magnus and Hans Niemann, I know that it dates back to a chess tournament last month. That is called the Sinkfield
1: Cup. So set the stage for us here if you could. What happened there? Well, the Sinkfield Cup is played at the beginning of September for almost two weeks. And you have 10 players, 10 of the top players in the world playing. Magnus Carlsen obviously headlining it. And Hans Niemann with black pieces outplays Magnus across 50 moves or so in just unprecedented fashion that just shocks the world champion who is riding a 53-match unbeaten streak going into the game.
0: Wow, what a result. What a result, guys.
2: What have we witnessed?
1: Just totally shocks the chess world. This just should not happen and just makes Buster Douglas Tyson look minuscule by comparison in many respects.
0: And just to clarify here, 50 moves as black is telling us what?
1: He's telling us that move by move, he's outplaying the greatest player to ever play chess. That it's not a blunder. This is not a hundred meter dash where somebody stumbles out of the gates and you're able to capitalize on a blunder. This was not a lucky punch. It wasn't a blunder in a sprint. This was a marathon where he was consistently outplayed in a way that just does not and many believe should not be able to happen especially given that Magnus is the highest-rated player in history and he's riding a 53-match win streak going into this. This is just wildly suspicious or one of the great achievements probably in the history of chess, depending on your point of view and interpretation.
0: Part of the reason this win, again, which came using black pieces, is even more suspicious-slash-great is because in chess, white always goes first, right? I mean, that's a difference maker.
1: White always goes first, and there's a slight advantage in in leading the dance from that effect. You are counterpunching from the beginning with black, and it's an objective fact within chess. You you have this advantage. So, so what Hans Niemann did, not just being able to outplay Magnus for a sustained long game, but doing it with black pieces just makes it that much more either an egregious an achievement or suspicious that it could, there could be an alternate explanation to explain his ability to match wits on the chessboard with the greatest player who ever played. And so what does Hans Niemann, young
0: Hans Niemann say after pulling off a thing that no one had expected and arguably no one had ever seen before?
1: Niemann says that his chess speaks for itself. Hans, today you start out with a masterpiece. How would you summarize it? Chess speaks for itself. And that it must be embarrassing for the world champion to lose like an idiot like me.
3: I think he's just so demoralized because he's losing to such an idiot like me, you know? It's just, uh, it must be embarrassing for the world champion to lose to me. I feel bad for him.
0: And so Magnus Carlsen, by contrast, says what?
1: He says nothing. And that speaks more volumes than anything that Neiman said. And immediately the chess world, and then beyond the chess world goes into overdrive trying to interpret his silence and fill it in.
0: Right, and and they get a massive clue when Magnus, instead of saying something, he does decide to tweet something.
1: Yeah, and the tweet is very pregnant with meaning that I think everybody pretty clearly infers its meaning, that he is highly suspicious of the nature of this defeat that he has suffered.
0: Yeah, it's the Jose Mourinho meme slash video where the all-time great soccer manager
3: says... I prefer really not to um, not to speak. If I speak, I am in, in big trouble. In big trouble. And I don't want to be in big trouble.
1: Yes. Uh, again, the implications couldn't be clear where Magnus is going. <laughs> I don't think it takes a grindmaster to interpret where he's headed. Which does bring us back to where we
0: started this show, with Magnus Carlsen resigning after... Exactly one move in that online match against Hans Niemann, which happened just a couple weeks after Hans Niemann beat him in person, as we just discussed. And so all of this pretty obviously felt like Magnus was trying to make some larger statement. But just last week, Magnus decided to release an actual statement, finally. And that said what?
1: Well, the cliff notes of it would be that he says, I believe that Neiman has cheated more and more recently than he has publicly admitted. Throughout our game in the Singfield Cup, I had the impression that he wasn't tense or even fully concentrating on the game in critical positions while outplaying me as black in a way that I think only a handful of players can do.
0: Which is both a direct shot at the talent of this player that has just upset him, but also a direct shot at something far deeper and bigger than just Hans Niemann, it feels like.
1: Far bigger, and it might have implications even well beyond Niemann and any allegation of him cheating here. It might speak to how widespread is there with cheating, and does Chess need its answer to the Mitchell Report in terms of delving deeper into this issue?
0: After the break, how to allegedly cheat the best chess players in the world and almost get away with it?
2: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. Drake Wisely. All
0: right, so before we get back into Magnus Carlson versus Hans Niemann and and that blood feud that we're watching unfold in real time, I'm wondering if you could just give us the 101 here on cheating in chess in general, man, because it seems like this is not a sport that would naturally lend itself to cheating. But It seems like there is a lot here that we should reckon with.
1: Yeah, and it also raises a generational issue with chess here because Hans Niemann is a member of, with Gen Z of the first generation that entirely grew up with online playing in a way that even Magnus didn't. Mm. So if you think back to our own childhoods, Pablo, I think I'm a little older than you, How many of us were playing video games where we looked for the assistance of cheat codes in order to beat some of these games, to get a little further or get some additional fun? Um, Chess does open itself up to this. Gary Kasparov being defeated by Deep Blue, IBM's supercomputer, was the biggest event in internet history. Meet Deep Blue. Built by IBM Research, this combination of specialized technology and high-speed supercomputer is the future. On February 10th in Philadelphia, human world champion Gary Kasparov and computer world champion Deep Blue face off in an historic event, the ACM Chess Challenge. Since then, at any chess match that you might attend, any iPhone could have a free app that could defeat Magnus Carlsen with ease.
0: We went from uh, computers the size of rooms in which here is this object to defeat the greatest chess players on the planet to all of us having that ability just on our phones now.
1: That's right. So, I mean, why do we still care about it then? Well, why do we care about, you know, the 100-meter dash at the Olympics when horses could beat them? Because we're looking to see this this great human display of, of, of mental ability. But at the same time, what a lot of people don't know is where Bobby Fischer had to learn multiple languages in order to study all of the games in chess history. Now, almost all chess study is done with the assistance of algorithms and chess engines that are assisting these players to play in chess parlance more accurately. So one of the interesting things is as we try to determine who or who is cheating or who isn't cheating is at the highest level it would be almost indistinguishable their gameplay from top chess engines telling you how to play. Mm. So with, with AI and chess, one of the interesting features about it is the games have become a lot less human as a result. They are able to get to answers far more efficiently than the human brain, but they don't ask more interesting questions in the same way that AI is not offering us great paintings or great symphonies or great books. But in terms of chess and getting to the bottom of solving this game, they're infinitely ahead of where we are with with, the evolution of the human brain Mm. in terms of solving the unfathomable equation of of the permutations of chess. So from a layman point of view, chess to me has gotten a lot less beautiful than it it did under some of the chess greats like Bobby Fischer and Jose Capablanca and uh, Paul Morphy. But it is played at a higher level
0: now it, it, it's gotten it's gotten more optimized it's exactly right we've gotten we've gotten closer and closer, asymptotically closer to perfection at the cost of the human element in some regard.
1: That is right. and one of the more suspicious or inspiring elements of Hans Niemann is there are some games that he has played where he is playing almost identically to a computer across 40 or 50 moves. So you have to wonder, as I think we had wondered with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa or Lance Armstrong coming back from cancer and being even better when the sport is is purportedly drug-free Is a miracle possible, or or are we looking at something that suggests and portends a far darker implication?
0: But look, when we're kids growing up, man, right? Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, select, start is how you cheat. How do you cheat, though, in a chess tournament? Like, how do you pull it off? How do you get the performance-enhancing drugs into your system, as it were?
1: Well, for starters, I would prefer with the double Zero zero seven three seven three five nine six three to get to Mike Tyson <laughs> as far as my cheat goes. In chess, what I would say is we have heard allegations of shoes somehow assisting people. We've heard coaches that are positioning themselves to offer a kind of interpretive dance manner of what move to make or not make. (laughs) There is bathroom gate that happened very famously in chess. You know, these guys go to a bathroom where they're hoping they have as much privacy as they can possibly secure and consult their phone.
0: Chess Grandmaster Igor Sraussis has been accused of using his phone in a toilet to cheat in a massive scandal that has shocked the entire chess world.
1: There is a David Blaine component to what's going on with Hans Niemann where there has been considerable speculation about cheating in chess, evidence has ultimately been shown. So the question here is, we haven't found it. Has there been successful misdirection? We don't know, but he's demonstrating things that we've never seen before. He was not on a path to be as good as he is now. So it just depends. I mean, Lance Armstrong used to say after he would win the Tour de France, I feel sorry for people who can't believe in this miracle. Niemann is asking the same question with what he's achieved. So you mentioned shoes. How do shoes figure into cheating here? In 2013, a player named Borislav Ivanov was caught cheating with shoes that, that had a kind of device that was alerting him through, I think, some form of Morse code in terms of pressure that was applied to his feet that he was interpreting which moves to make or not make. So, I mean, it, it just gets into a kind of like Inspector Gadget or 1950s James Bond kind of magical devices to transmit the, the necessary information. But it, it's become so surreal and just comical.
0: Well... I'm imagining. I'm imagining now, just like the chess TSA, essentially, who have to like check your shoes at the gate, who have to wand these
1: guys down, right? I mean, they literally have to have to do that. They are wanding them get down, and yet, kind of, as we know in prison movies, how is stuff still getting into jail? Uh, inner sanctum
0: areas. The most inner sanctum. Yeah, now we're at the part of the story where my urologist's dad ended up texting me about whether there could be scans and x-rays of Hans and Niemann involved to prove a theory that has proliferated across the internet, true or false. And this theory, which I need you to help me explain here, involves his anal cavity.
1: Yeah, it's very straightforward and, and I think inspiring in terms of ingenuity, which is the allegation is that he's using wireless anal beads that somehow aptly vibrate correct moves for Neiman to interpret.
0: Yeah, I just want to congratulate myself here on the restraint I am using to not make approximately one million jokes.
1: I don't think we've really seen the potential for for anal beads beyond uh, the therapeutic. (laughs) And I think moving it into the academic assistance realm is, is just a really inspired thing that we really need to wrap our heads around and celebrate.
0: But the idea here is that much like those shoes, there are signals, vibrations being sent that tell him this is the optimized, computer-recommended move here to make.
1: That's right. Not being facetious, yeah. The idea is that he's getting messages through vibrations that he's interpreting correctly, a kind of um, physical Morse code vibration that he's interpreting. That, at least, is the conspiracy theory. And we don't have proof of it. It's dividing a lot of people but we have no physical evidence at this point that he's actually cheated, and it has even split the means that Chess has at its disposal to sort of objectively verify his playing, whether he's cheating or not. So we need to be really clear on that, because right now it's just an allegation, but um, to go this far in terms of explaining it uh, definitely has moved it into the zeitgeist of all the other you know, incredible conspiracy theories that permeate the culture. So interesting to have chess enter the zeitgeist in that way the allegation
0: therein i mean let's take the side of hans nieman here just for a moment i mean it kind of feels like magnus Carlsen might also be a sore loser here no like what's been the response broadly from the chess world as that theory and just the broader theory of magnus being done wrong here because how else could this have happened how has
1: that landed uh in very mixed ways interestingly You're having some of the major voices in chess, some of the great grandmasters that America has, Nakamura being one of them, who's completely taken the side of Magnus. But it's really split a lot of the the grandmasters and top authorities in the game because we just don't have proof yet. So it just stands as an allegation. Um, As I say, you can interpret Neiman's level of play as something astonishingly inspiring or deeply suspicious. I'm inclined to look back at other other sports when similar allegations were levied about assistance. Basically, they all bore out that there was cheating. Miracles are just not really happening in sports. In this variety, as I say, a lucky, a lucky punch, a blunder during a sprint, these things happen, but there has been nothing like what Hans Nieman has achieved in terms of his level of play against this caliber of opponent, which is unprecedented. So... I mean, are we are we being pessimistic or are we being realistic? Um, and it's interesting that so far chess has not been able to objectively uncover any elements of cheating at this point beyond just how astonishing an achievement it stands out to be.
0: Coming up, Hans Niemann's astonishing history takes center stage.
2: Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Delicious meat, nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Trust me, I've been eating them like there's no tomorrow all week. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, Perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you, like me, are on the go a lot. Taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries, whatever it may be. Well, the good news is, not only are Wonderful Pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more.
0: So Bryn Jonathan, we have explained the literal anatomy of the in-person cheating allegation, and we do need to zoom out, thankfully, uh, onto a larger set of allegations that are now sweeping through Chess. And this involves the largest online platform for chess, chess.com, which we've mentioned before. What has Hans Niemann said about these allegations of him cheating via chess.com?
1: He was recently interviewed where he admitted that chess.com had caught him during online play cheating when he was 12 years old and 16
3: years old. I've never, ever in my life cheated in an over-the-board game, in an online tournament, they were an unrated games. And I'm admitting this, and, and, I, and I'm saying my truth because I do not want any misrepresentation. I am proud of myself that I learned from that mistake. I was confronted by chess.com. I had fully admitted, and I stopped playing chess.com. Now, what I want people to, to know about this is that I'm deeply, deeply sorry for my mistake, and I know that my actions have consequences, and I suffer those consequences. I'm deeply, deeply ashamed of it, but keep in mind, I was 16 years old. I never wanted to hurt anyone. These were random games. I would never could even fathom doing it in a, in a real game, and the confession itself is
1: highly suspicious. I have to say that's just my personal opinion. Hmm. But he talked about his
3: extremely human play—not just human play, but extremely human play. Even if you look at the pattern, of my games, you know, it's—I'm uh, not—I'm clearly missing many, many chances, and it's extremely human chess.
0: Definitely something a human would say. I'm extremely human.
3: Yeah,
1: um, bringing some attention to yeah, just a, a curious emphasis, and the other was that only I know the truth about what happened in
3: terms of his cheating. Now, there have been a lot of speculation, and there's been a lot of things said, and, and, I, and, 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 and uh, I think I'm the only one who knows the truth. Well, no, you don't. You, you, you
1: do not have a monopoly on whether you cheated. And to prove that point, Chess.com listened to him admit to two instances of him cheating, which he was also going into, I was just a child, it was a mistake, Chess.com said, no, you've actually cheated more often and with more severity than you're currently admitting. And he has not responded to that allegation. Mm. And what I would say as an outside observer is I would be very interested in Chess.com instigating Chess's version to a Mitchell report where we know how many GMs across the platform over the years have ever been caught cheating or been deplatformed as Hans Niemann has and I think currently is. Right. I mean,
0: Chess.com is really a character in this whole story now, too. And yesterday, just yesterday, to your point, the Wall Street Journal reported the results of Chess.com's internal investigation into Hans Niemann. And what they found was that he had cheated not two times as a kid, as he had claimed, but more than 100 times in online matches, including matches where money was at stake. And so we should also point out here, in the interest of full disclosure, that Chess.com is also buying a chess app started by magnus carlson for 83 million dollars reportedly and they claim that he has no influence over its investigations and to be clear by the way there were also no findings about cheating in in in-person matches like the match that started all of this with magnus carlson but it does all beg this question like how does chess.com even know whether someone might be cheating
1: Because Chess.com has apparently the most sophisticated algorithm to determine and separate human play from computer play. And Hans Niemann is playing at almost 100% computer level play in some of these games in a way that we've never seen. And so it becomes really hard to distinguish players in, let's say, the top 10, where when they're playing at their optimum level, it's indistinguishable from a computer, but none of them are able to sustain an entire game of, say, 50 moves at it until that is Hans Niemann began to play at that level. So it's a, it's an interesting place for Chess to go is, is this an anomaly? Is this the proverbial bad apple with Hans Niemann? Or is this the tip of the iceberg? We don't know, but Chess.com does know because they have these algorithms to measure and out some of these people. Perhaps they have outed many of these people and deplatformed them, but we don't know. So we need something like a Mitchell report to illuminate this Mm. and to have a lot more transparency about how prevalent this is.
0: So I do want to circle back to that scene at the Generation Cup where we started all of this because the resignation of Magnus Carlsen was this flare sent up into the sky that something in chess is deeply amiss. But what happened after that in the tournament? Like how did the rest of the event go?
1: Carlsen went right back, snapped back, and ultimately ended up winning. And, can
0: uh, even
3: block with a queen here, yeah. Simple way to do. Over. <laughs> there we go. Magnus swapping the queens off. Extra knight, extra pawn. He's going to win the tournament. Wow. And, and there it
0: is. It's over. guy he resigns, facing an impossible world number one Magnus Carlsen with a slight smile there.
1: So the, the apex predator has maintained his ranking, but yeah, it, it, it just has sent shockwaves. I mean, I've never seen... Che- this is being talked about far more than him winning the World Chess Championships that I covered in 2016. So that's an interesting statement on what chess represents to the culture, is that cheating is far more interesting than dominance.
0: And so what does this do at the very end here? We speak of chess as this metaphor for what it means to be clever, for what it means to think several steps ahead. What does this do for you as a writer now as you consider that evolving dynamic?
1: I mean, I guess... That chess, we have to appreciate it as a tragedy more more than anything else. And the tragedy is a very human tragedy with the assistance of a machine. But the only reason the machine is brought in is a very human compulsion to just that progress is never kept in check. And to to be the best, these are the kind of people that you're going to attract. And we see it in any other arena of ambition. Why should chess be any different?
0: Bryn Jonathan Butler, thank you for being extremely human on
1: ESPN Daily. It's what I'm good at. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on.
0: I'm Pablo Torre. This has been ESPN Daily. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.